Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Robertus in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify this dinner program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Luca Catalfamo, who is the chef owner of a ramen shop called Casa Ramen in Milan. And I first met Luca December last year at the Manhattan's Ramen Lab, where he had a pop up with Kenshiro Uki, who came on the show on episode 11 to talk about his ramen noodles. And Luca's energy and his unique style of ramen was so impressive that I asked him to come to our shop. And Luca also has a shop called Kaza Luca in a ramen museum in Yokohama, Japan, where,、uh, which is truly an honorable achievement as a ramen chef. So, today we'll talk, discuss how Luca got into ramen, how he trained himself to cook the traditional Japanese fast food, and his ramen shop in Milan, and much, much more.、Um, but quickly before we start, Japan Eats is available on Heritage Radio Network website as well as iTunes and Stitcher podcasts. Uh, so, please go to iTunes and Stitcher Podcast and、uh, subscribe to Japan Eats. Also, if you have ideas about topics of the show or show guests, please let us know. And you can email us at japaneats at heritageradionetwork.org. Thank you so much. Now,、uh, let's go back to our conversation today.、Uh, hello, Luca. Welcome to Japan Eats. Hi, everybody. Ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao.、Uh, so, first of all,、um, please tell us about your background. So, I heard that、uh, you are an experienced chef. In Western cuisine before. So, how did you get into cooking in the first place?、Uh, I was a big fan of the,、um, one of the restaurants in Milano. So, it was my favorite restaurant in Milano. So, I just、uh, asked to them to, to hire me <laughs> once. It was like a, so, so easy that time. So, that's,、uh, I asked they, they, at the time they needed、uh, one, like、uh, one help. So, I started to, to cook.、Uh, For them. Oh, wow. Was、yes. it an Italian restaurant?、Uh, it was an Italian restaurant,、so, mm. yes. Okay. And、uh, so after that, what's,、uh, what's your journey? <laughs> Where did you work?、Uh, well, the plan was like、um, as a stage in that restaurant and go around the world. So that's about、uh, having a skill to, to cook outside. So、mm. that's, a, that's because I decided to, to propose me to the, this restaurant.、Mm. And、uh, after six months, I、um, left the restaurant. I came here in, in New York、mm. uh, just uh, to make a, a stage. So that's,、uh, that's my first experience was in Italy. I had a stage here in New York. After that,、uh, we went to Sydney and then London and back to Milan. Wow,、yes. very impressive.、Uh, it was like, really like a Three years, really, really intense, but it's fun at the same time. So,、mm. so where did you work in New York? Which restaurant?、Uh, 
Balabusta. Oh, wow. Also Israelians. I never worked in an Arabian place before opening Casarame. So I just uh, had uh, many experiences in different kind of cuisine. Mm. Italian first uh, in, uh, in Milan, of course, but even uh, Israeli uh, in, uh, mm. in New York, uh, in um, like a in uh, Sydney, something uh, different. Uh, and uh, the only Japanese experience I had it was in uh, in London, uh, but was a wooden place uh, <laughs> called uh, Koya. Oh, wow. Yes. Interesting. So why, why wooden place? <laughs> uh, just because uh, I um, heard uh, about the restaurant was uh, was good, so they decided to like, approach me to the Japanese culture, Japanese cu- uh, cuisine with the restaurant. Uh, basically, I, um, I worked like a tempura boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're completely different. But uh, at that time, I was really a big fan of ramen. But that's um, like a, you you really like a, an actor or singer. You don't want to know him. So mm. because maybe it's something that maybe is not funny, it's not uh, sympathy. So I decided just to um, work in a Japanese restaurant, but not uh, in a ramen place. Mm. So you absorb the culture. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Which restaurant in London? I'm curious. Uh, Koya. 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 That's ah. now is closed. It's opened the the, the sister one's Koya Bar, mm-hmm. and was really, really good experience. So. Wow, I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> you have to this. Okay, uh, so how uh, did you get into ramen? Uh, here, uh, some strange, but here in New York and not in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, I um, just was walking by um, Ipudo. Mm-hmm. I saw many people outside as usually uh, as usual waiting for a, right. for a Ipudo. I heard as long as like an and a half. Yeah, right to get the ball. Of yeah, women. exactly. For, uh, and uh, I just I was angry. I asked uh, why are people waiting in line. They say, "Oh, you're waiting for ramen." I never heard of, about ramen before that time. So I oh, wow. so I say, "Why?" Well, I'm so curious. So I, okay, I, I stay. And after 30 minutes waiting, I was lucky that time. Mm. Uh, so that I the like the ramen came out. So I was just love the first sight. Mm. What was uh, so special about Ramen, like from Ipudo. So overall, is Ipudo's ramen is good. Mm. So that's uh, the first reason. Uh, but uh, was like um, um, the the first sense of uh, comfort food for me. I was outside mm. Italy, and uh, I was um, alone in New York, and uh, just uh, I saw the this bowl of ramen with the hot broth. Uh, noodles, meat, everything in the same bowl it was like a, a, a mama hug. So, that's, that's <laughs> a, and then uh, it was like a, also the flavor was really really good. So that's mm. uh, that's uh, from that point I start uh, learn uh, studying about ramen, making research mm. about ramen. That's, okay. And, uh, also, uh, but most important, uh, eating <laughs> ramen from that. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a universal appeal that uh, liquid, warm liquid, yeah, and exactly. dashi soup, and then some carbohydrate in it. Yeah, it's like exactly. everybody loves it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Nipudo, I think it's very traditional, yes, classic exactly. style ramen. Yeah, it's still a good a good one. It's one of my favorite. Of course, it's uh, a like a, a feeling old when I'm when I eat eat uh, Ipudo ramen is. Every time it's like to back to the when I mm. when I um, eat my first, but uh, it's 
it's a, a traditional and also they can make the the same quality also even outside japan so mm. that's uh, it's difficult to do right yeah okay so um so where did you learn to cook ramen uh, that's another thing so that could be <laughs> strange, but mm. uh, uh, from uh, internet, uh, YouTube, and uh, just uh, for a few books, mm. uh, that uh, was I uh, just starting like a like a fan. So that's making research on YouTube, and uh, uh, that was when I that was my start to 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 approach mm. for uh, for ramen. So, so there are no. At the time, wasn't no uh, like uh, school or nobody want to touch, teach mm. you about about ramen. So that's why I make just research by myself. Interesting, because I think even now there's no ramen culinary and school. There's just a few books in English <laughs> and uh, in a uh, few in Japanese. Mm. Uh, for example, that's one of the books that I studied. Really, I just literally studied was an um, uh, Ivan ramen uh, book. And, uh, and now I just came from um, Hawaii, mm. and we were cooking uh, together uh, ramen at Hawaii. So it was mm. interesting. Uh, and uh, well, by the way, we had a charity buzz like for the we had the option for uh, to fund the fundraising, and yeah. there's a um, Ipudo uh-huh. uh, Master Chef cooking class. Uh, okay, and uh, somebody won the prize, yeah. and then. But the chef said if it was sold in Japan mm-hmm. well, to take the class because uh-huh. it's so rare yeah. and Ipudo is so famous, it could cost hundred fifty thousand dollars. Minimal. Right. Right. So, um, but you're from Italy, right? So, yeah. um, you know, it's a country kingdom of pasta. So is this something, you know, you can really see how well it's cooked, how much you cook the noodles, that kind of thing? Uh, maybe... Easier about pasta, uh, but not about the the flavor and, and everything that's much in the in the bowl. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I literally had to build uh, the my culture for uh, for ramen because I I didn't grow up with um, with ramen so as a Japanese people mm. or Asian uh, Asian people. So I had to. Um, uh, to eat many many bowls of ramen, <laughs> study to just making my taste, my my flavor, my idea of, of ramen. Uh, about noodles, maybe yes, because we have some skills as a cook, not as Italian, because nobody, mm. for example, in Italian, making pizza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, and that's because I decided to also in uh, in Italy making my own noodle. So mm. we we make everyday. Uh, noodles for uh, for our uh, ramen. So mm, interesting because yeah. I think a lot of uh, ramen chefs here yeah. and uh, in Japan, like they don't think of making ramen noodles in the yeah. first place. But that's yeah, the Italian mindset, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, the, the, uh, for that because I want to make something by with my own style. So that's uh, if you buy noodles, not it's not bad, but maybe you can make something. Like um, making ramen, making noodles at home, you make something completely different mm. from the other. From the other, so that's uh, one of the reason I I make my noodles. Mm. Okay, we'll get into that the details later. Yeah. And so, the, what's the concept of uh, the casa ramen in Milan? Uh, the concept uh, is uh, when I um, decide to open casa ramen, uh, I had like a. Uh, 
really precise the things when I wanted to do. So it was like a, a funny place, cozy and uh, affordable. Mm. That's because people have to enjoy to stay, enjoy to uh, come back uh, also m more than one time. Mm. And, uh, and uh, also combine um, Italian cultures with the Japanese culture. So that's my ramen place is not like in, in Japan. When you go and uh, you eat ramen like five minutes and, <laughs> and go, but also it's not like an Italian restaurant when you go in and you stay two three hours. Mm. So it is uh, in, the, in the middle. You this, so the average is one hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you stay, you eat, you can you have fun, uh, but also the, the place is small as a Japanese. Um, ramen shop mm. so that's the uh, people they change uh, and that's it's not really it's for Italian culture it's so strange you know to stay and pass uh, the um, spend the entire uh, mm. like a evening in, in the restaurant but uh, people like it so that's uh, mm. it's, it's fun and so that's, it's more social it's more social yes right. I have just one big table so mm. everybody can can social that's Milan it's, for the Milan it's so strange you know yeah. <laughs> well that's <laughs> but, interesting that you know like, as you know in Japan uh Train stations mm -hmm. have ramen yeah. shops, yeah. and there's a vending machine. You get yeah, the ticket, eat, and then you just eat. Like you said, you leave in five minutes. That's no, exactly. The, you eat by yourself, and then don't speak uh, either, even with a uh, with a chef. Right, and also if he's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. So there's a culture of mm -hmm. quick eating of ramen yeah, in, in Japan, right. but versus. Here, I think in New York, and as far as I know, you're doing yeah, the you're same things, more social. See, yes, it's more like uh, New York than uh, than Japan. Of course, when uh, when um, the, the the ramen the, the ramen came, so uh, in Italy we have to we have to talk, we have to take a picture so <laughs> before before eating. Uh, uh, sometimes come the the, the balls uh, and they go to the bathroom and mm. come back. You less you 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 cannot also. Uh, I can say like uh, eating with the chopstick uh, very fast. So that's the also the other strange that we happen in Italy that we with with the chopstick we roll it. <laughs> <laughs> we roll it on the spoon is a is a, a spaghetti, but right. we do the chopstick. This is also is a hard job to to do, but they do. Wow, yeah. I have to learn a technique. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I I cannot complain because it's in uh, our cultures, right. so that's uh, it's inside. Yeah, so, so by doing it, you don't have to slurp. Yeah, exactly. I I try to to say to to slow, but it's so difficult. <laughs> it takes another ten years something. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, so, what kind of ramen do you serve at uh, Casa Ramen? Uh, we serve uh, basically the the most uh, the tonkotsu ramen mm -hmm. uh, from the from the south of, of uh, Japan, and uh, also we have a vegetarian option. And uh, one uh, mazemen, so the noodles without uh, without soup, mm -hmm. very very spicy. Mm. And uh, so uh, three different complete, so just a three, but one of them is completely different from mm. from the three. So that's uh, it's the no soup is really really spicy. So something that there isn't soup, but you keep in mind because it's so right. it's so spicy. It's called the noodles do peperoncino. Mm. And uh, the other one is, is a vegetarian. Uh, 
uh, also is a vegan if you don't put um, mm. egg because I think it's a so new new wave to make a, to make ramen. It's not like just meat. You can make it like a, the taste, the good taste with uh, without uh, without meat. You can do that mm. and um, and tonkotsu. But okay. my own version of tonkotsu, of course. Mm. So these are the three favorite styles styles of yours of ramen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, so the what kind of dashi tonkotsu? How do you make uh, your tonkotsu soup? Uh, it's a long process. Mm. <laughs> it takes uh, three days. Uh, so we um, we get the 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 bones in the water. We we you clean need the these we, pork, pork bones, pork bones and mm-hmm. head bones. Mm-hmm. So I think say I I buy the every every bones in Milano that they can sell it because <laughs> <laughs> because before me no, nobody wanted to to get the bones huh. and now I had to make a, also it was difficult to make a research mm. um, who who buy the, the bones so and uh, so head bones and, and genkotsu. Mm-hmm. We clean it. Uh, we make uh, the, with the uh, with this bone. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginkgo is uh, the knuckles, it, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, so we boil it for uh, 12, 14 hours. Mm. Rest for uh, one night, and uh, we serve it uh, the day after. Mm. Wow. So, and do you add any kombu or any Japanese dashi element? Uh, we have um, just a little secret. Okay. So. <laughs> no, no, but I can say that the kombu is one is a part of the ah, okay. of the soup. Right. Because uh, somebody, I read uh, all these uh-huh. blogs, and then somebody who tasted, uh, they said your soup. Oh, it's like a milder, you know, kom- kombu flavor. And I think yeah. he got it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's about the flavors, uh, I had. Uh, basically, two different um, tastes or uh, like um, opinion. Mm. Uh, sometimes, uh, like um, Italian, the people that come in Milano, they taste it and they say, "Oh wow, is it is it really Japanese?" I went to Japan last year, for example, and they taste like Japanese back me in uh, in Japan. Uh, when I uh, I make now in uh, in Japan my same ramen with, but. And uh, Japanese people taste it and say, "Oh wow, back me too in Italy." Mm. <laughs> so that's uh, the I don't know. Maybe it's the soul they put in uh, in the ramen and mm. they just like taste the soul in the ramen. That's so strange. So. Mm. Okay, so that's like uh, cultural elements that you cannot because, describe. Yeah, it, exactly. Right. Okay, and I also heard that uh, you blend uh, drum semolina with yes. flour for your ramen noodles. So. What's the benefit of using uh, drum semolina? Uh, semolina also is used to make a, a pasta, spaghetti. It's a, like a little uh, Italian touch in the, in the noodles, but for also for for the reason for one reason because it make more um, elastic the the noodles. Mm. So it's, so it doesn't become uh, soggy. Right. And that's one of the. Mm. So. Um, Chewy, it stays. Yes, so chewy is, is right. at the same time. Oh, yeah. even if you're staying at longer at the table with social. Uh, exa- exactly, right. that's <laughs> because, because exactly, that's mm. the reason. Okay, and uh, so and also I heard that uh, you boil the noodles more mm-hmm. um, al dente, like a chewier texture. Yeah, uh, because I like to um, to eat noodles and uh, to like. Um, Taste the noodles and mm. uh, bite the noodles. So that's uh, because I prefer uh, al dente. Mm. 
Mm. And, uh, and then in uh, Milano, uh, we make um, al dente, the customer, they don't have a choice. Uh, but in, uh, in Japan, we, we make it to different um, uh, choice. One is uh, al dente, that's my, my favorite, mm. my suggest. And uh, the other one is uh, more uh, uh, soft. Mm. It's more Japanese, uh, so more Japanese side. But I have to say that uh, even in Japan, they, most of the people choose uh, al dente. Mm. So Interesting, because yeah. I think, this is my imagination, but if yeah. you slurp yeah. and they just go eat quickly, mm-hmm. you don't think of, hard, you know, like a chewiness too much. And uh, I think a slightly overcooked may be easier for the mouse, but then if it's you eat slowly... You know, that's al denteness <laughs> may be more important. Yeah, that's important. But also, um, when you taste it, it's al dente, you have the you, you crunch, so it does you, you, you had a bite, you can uh, say it's more like a uh, can I say most more funny also mm. to to enjoy the, the noodles, right. it's not just. Uh, it's just not soup, the ramen, but also it's, uh, it's noodles important. Uh, mm. Well, in, in, at the same time, if you chew noodles more, then you mm. enjoy the soup more slowly. Yeah. So it's uh, the experience maximized yeah. in a way. Right. Okay. And also I heard that uh, you make uh, chashu or pork topping mm-hmm. in pancetta style. So how do you cook the, <laughs> the pork? How you cook it? I, um, also, this is uh, like a... Um, uh, takes time to make it. We um, we marinated the the shashu, so the pancetta, so the pork belly, mm-hmm. uh, with the salt and sugar for overnight. And uh, we clean it after, and uh, we put it in uh, in the oven, and we make it like a confit, um, mm. like a confit. So the result is not uh, with the soy. It's not soy. It's not. Mm. Um, in there, like a like a shashu, mm-hmm. but it's more like a roasted uh, pork belly. Mm. So the result is like a roasted flavor in uh, in the ramen. Right. So because also because even uh, s- uh, soya and uh, the other flavors become from so come out from the other slice of uh, pork belly that I put in the, in the ramen because it, in King Tonkotsu you can find the shashu like a roasted one mm. and also one um, square of a kakuni. Mm. So that's you could it's a combination of roasted pork belly and uh, more classic uh, traditional shashu. Mm. Ah. So. <laughs> oh, this <is> right now. <laughs> right. So the the uh, sounds like pancetta style. It's more you can taste more of uh, pork itself. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. it. but that's you cooking in the style. I think so. So it's uh, it's just pork. If the pork belly is a good one. Just mix like it's a, like um, it's a rich of umami, mm. so that's uh, cook like this. Just uh, like natural, so no flavor, uh, mm. no so with the non adding flavor. It's just like a, it's like a, when you eat a slice of tuna. Mm. It's just tuna, but when you put it in the mouth, it's uh, it's a good one. It's, I think so, I, we choose a good a good pork belly from the farm close to the Milano, and that's uh, the. The, it's, ju- it's really good so you have just to cook it in, in the oven and send umami come out mm. by itself it's amazing I think it's a lucky thing that ramen is cooked by you because it's a new um, 
kind of new uh, way of thinking of ramen, right? And then the, that's the best part of Italian cooking incorporated into Japanese traditional ramen. Yeah, I just enjoy what they're making. So that's... Uh, it is, this is the first... And, um, I learned... Uh, one of the things that I learned about ramen is... Uh, so the first role of uh, ramen is no rule. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's uh, I make, I just making what I I like it. So that's uh, people like it. So I'm really happy to make. Mm, right. So there's no. Uh, that's why there's no book of ramen. Right. Exports, right? <laughs> it's impossible. Right. But I think you're proposing a big model. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, so uh, with all those uh, noble ideas, how do you describe the style of your ramen? It's uh, richer, lighter. Or... Uh, I think both. Mm-hmm. Is uh, rich in the taste, uh, but uh, at the same time light. So it's my tonkotsu. Uh, in Japan, most of them tonkotsu. Also, in the idea of people, tonkotsu is uh, is rich, heavy, mm. heavy ramen. But we live in Milano. We live in Italy. We um, we pay attention to the health, and uh, so I make uh, tonkotsu. Uh, say rich in taste by light, so that's uh, I don't put um, over fat in there. So when uh, I say we make uh, ramen, uh, the the soup, and we serve the day after because when the um, the soup does cool down, mm. we screw up the um, the fat on top. Right. So that's uh, one of the reasons because uh, it's not it's not heavy. Mm. So because also because when you you eat my bowls of ramen. You have to come back to work, or you have to go to sleep. I don't want to tell people that oh, I drink uh, your uh, tonkotsu all the night. So wow. <laughs> that's because I want. Mm. That's the reason I am making this one right. this way. It's often the case that uh, you know you cannot eat ramen. To, to me, it's hard to eat ramen every because, it's, like you said, yeah, it's, exactly. it tend to be heavier. So I, I think I can eat your ramen <laughs> okay. every two days, maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about Lucas' uh, shop at the Ramen Museum in Japan. So please stay with us. Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Rectech, and this track is called Field Trip World. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit corin.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats podcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Luca Catalfamo, who is the chef owner of the ramen shop Casa Ramen in Milan. And Luca also has a shop called the Casa Luca in Ramen Museum in Yokohama, Japan, which is truly an honorable achievement as ramen chef. So, um, how popular is ramen in Milan?、Uh, who is ramen at the Casa Ramen? Sorry, second.、Uh, how popular is ramen、uh, in Milan?、Uh, Become just popular in Milano. I, when I opened,、uh, I was the,、um, the first ramen shop in,、uh, in Milano. Wow.、Uh, people、uh, passing by my restaurant、uh, saw the ramen menu.、Uh, it was like, what's, what's the ramen is? <laughs> <laughs> and.、Uh, That's a, I said in a good way. They <laughs> use another word.、Um, but now it's, it's become、um, a little more、uh, popular. It's not ramen boom、mm. as here in New York, but it's, it's popular enough.、Right. I, I want to be, that become more popular.、Mm. So、uh, people saw. Your shop and tasted your ramen. Well, that is interesting. And then people started to learn more about ramen, and the media is talking about New York ramen boom and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, yes, now ramen is popular、um, everywhere.、Mm. And when people now, Iminano is just starting to, to know about ramen,、uh, ask me about different kinds of,、uh, of ramen. That's That moment in Milano is just、uh, the、um, people discover ramen and decide、uh, if they like it or they don't like it. They didn't know about、uh, different k i n d of ramen, shio ramen,、uh, shoyu ramen,、mm. where the ramen comes from.、Uh, that's just came so that's you, here in New York is also popular. People slurp it, people know about <laughs> ramen.、Uh, but it's just. We need more time.、Mm, right. And who's eating ramen? Younger people? Or?、Uh, surprisingly, uh, both. Uh, young people,、um, uh, family,、mm. uh, kids. So everybody coming to, to Casa Ramen、uh, eat ramen. That's in different、uh, Saturday and Sunday lunch, more, of course, family. Mm. And、uh, the evening, more younger, younger, and during the lunch, during the week,、uh, like a more、uh, worker. So that's、mm. it's a really、um, a different kind of people. Right. So, how many seats do you have at your restaurant?、Uh, 20. Okay. So, it must be really busy. f o r n s e t we are、uh, really busy at the.、Um, So, we, we sold like a, more than、uh, 100 uh, ramen by per day.、Mm. So, that's. I'm pretty、right. lucky.、So、I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> you, keep, you keep making the noodles for all 100. So, that's yeah, a lot of noodle making, too. Yeah, that's because maybe it's, it's, it's not so popular ramen because it's hard to make.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, that's a, it's a hard job, but I like it. So, that's、uh, every day making. Uh, put effort to making something that、uh, you want to make is a is a is a lucky.、Right. So, that is、uh, great that、uh, everybody is ac- accepting ramen because it's a <laughs> universal comfort food. Like, yeah, you know,、exactly. yeah. Right. Um, so um, I heard that you teach how to cook ramen in culinary school in Milano. <laughs> And so, wh- where do you teach?、Uh, I 
teach like a couple of times, but it's so difficult because uh, if you have like a, a two, three hours mm. to explain uh, ramen, uh, to explain uh, how to cook ramen. So I just try, try to, um, to explain how to make ramen at home, but so not in, uh, in that way I make in, in uh, Casa Ramen. So, but people, they, just because people have fun to cook and they want to know more about ramen, because um, uh, most of the people uh, that they, they came uh, to, the, like, uh, to the lesson, we became friends. Mm. Uh, nobody cooks uh, ramen uh, in the house. <laughs> they, they came, uh, it's so hard. So that's uh, they. They still coming to um, to Casa Ramen uh, eating the, my, right. my my ramen. So that's that's a good. But was funny, yeah. <laughs> so. Right, but are they uh, general public or they they want to be a ramen chef and open their? Uh, own no, thing? no, just general public. No, no, no. They say this was like an um, employee or people that were, were interested in, in ramen, but mm. they. They, they just was uh, curious about about to cook ramen. It was a funny lesson, but uh, maybe mm. I'm not very. If I do if I do that, that again, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> are there many other ramen shops now in Milan? Uh, just a few, like um, a couple uh, Japanese Japanese um, ramen restaurant. Uh, but no, no many. So. Mm, so you're still a pioneer, and you have to keep working hard to <laughs> enlighten people. I, I think so. That's, that's uh, still a pioneer. But uh, I hope people uh, people want to open uh, a good ramen uh, place in Milano because uh, also I um, I still a bigger fan uh, to eat ramen. I enjoy to eat ramen. So there's people coming. Uh, somebody else uh, open a, a mm. good shop. I really enjoy to go. Right, because yeah. you're gonna keep eating your own ramen yeah, every day. <laughs> right. Um, so um, let's talk about uh, the ramen museum. Uh, so you you have a shop in Shin Yokohama Ramen yes. Hakubutsukan, which is a ramen museum in Yokohama near Tokyo, and uh, you're one of the nine ramen shops in the museum. Yes. And I heard all the shops are only by invitation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did you become one of the precious spenders? Oh, what, sir? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a um, big story for me because uh, uh, I would, uh, I've been opening for one year in Milano. And uh, people from Ramen Museum, they were traveling uh, in Europe discover a new place uh, to, to eat ramen, new ramen place. because, And uh, they came to my shop for uh, twice. It was closed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, that time they come and it was uh, open. Uh, they, they got in and um, they enjoyed the ramen. Uh, we have a chance to, to talk. Uh, they came back uh, like uh, one month later. And uh, we have like a, we had a, um, a small interview about about my ramen, about my passion uh, for ramen. And uh, after one week, when uh, they came back to to Japan, they decided to to send me an um, email. It was uh, it was about uh, invitation to open a ramen shop in mm. uh, in 
in Shinyokame was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I decided in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, it's okay. Amazing. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, by the way, listeners, if you're not uh, familiar with the ramen museum, mm-hmm. uh, it's a must spot to visit in Japan if you mm-hmm. uh, like ramen, of right? Of course, yes. <laughs> and uh, so, according to the website, um, the ramen museum was founded in 1994 as the world's first um, fast food mm-hmm. um, food-themed uh, amusement park. And from the start, our concept was has been to be the one-stop place to enjoy the flavor of this national dish from renowned shops across Japan without st- stop, uh, stepping on a plane. And so in 2014, they started to um, expand their Jap- Japan-wide concept. And then they started to invite worldwide ramen shops. I think that's exactly. where you, you got in. Yeah, I, mean, I discovered that I'm the first uh, not Japanese uh, guy opened a ramen shop in 20 years of ramen museum. Mm. So it was a big pleasure. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and it's a, I heard it's the, the ramen museum is uh, it's like a street a replica from 1950-something. Uh, yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like a ramen shop lined up and you can just go to different ramen shops yeah that's also a people uh, place that you can um, enjoy the atmosphere mm. uh, during you in ramen mm. because you go in and uh, you have like nine different kind of eight different kind of from uh, from japan so mm. you just you travel uh, with the with the ramen and uh, and, uh, and now with also one from uh, from Europe, mm. and but it's a um, it was an interesting uh, experience to be to be there. So I really like it. Mm. So, do you serve uh, the same kind of ramen as in Milan? Uh, exactly the same uh, ramen that I make uh, in um, in Milano. So, mm. tonkotsu ramen, uh, noodles of peperoncino, and uh, the veggie one. Mm. So, do you get different reaction from uh, the customers? Than uh, the... Yeah, when I, s- I told you before, the, s- the reaction was like, uh, uh, they tasted, they said, oh, I like it. I I can't taste the your olive oil in there. <laughs> <laughs> but... I didn't put the olive oil in my, <laughs> in my ramen, so that's, uh, that's the mind. No? Mm. But, but uh, I'm I'm happy about that because uh, uh, that's uh, they can test my uh, taste my my soul in there. So they, I mean, I mean not uh, be Japanese, and so I'm Italian. And when I cook, uh, I put my um, my Italian mm. in uh, in what I to do. Even if if I make uh, make ramen in Japanese style, mm. so that's the you know those uh, the ramen museum executives decided to invite yeah. uh, non-Japanese people. Yeah. So that's the whole point of changing uh, that cultural bias, I think, in a way. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's it's a, like, um, like a demonstration that uh, they they want to show that ramen now is uh, everywhere. It's not just. It was born in, uh, in in Japan, so that's it's a, of course it's a popular food in, in Japan. But uh, now it's uh, it's uh, everywhere, and uh, people can make your own style of uh, of ramen. It's not it's not just Japanese when you go outside, and mm. uh, and people can change the flavor, can make something like more creative or something different. Right. Even if you are Japanese and you don't live in Tokyo. 
they, they go to Tokyo, they test it, and they say, oh, it's not, it's not Japanese, it's not mm-hmm. like in Jap- really Japanese, because <laughs> Tokyo is more like most New York, so more creativity, you can find many kinds of, uh, of ramen, so that's dependent on the culture. So that's. Mm, right, but in any case, it's an inspiration yeah, to the tradition. Exactly. Right. So, um, but what is the benefit of having a shop uh, in Japan, we as a chef, uh, does it advance your knowledge and skills? Oh, Yes, I, I was lucky enough to to travel to Japan now every two three months. Mm. So and to to taste many different kind of ramen, but not more uh, uh, like a like a tourist. Mm. And I when I been there before open chef, but like a, as a ramen chef. So and uh, it, also with um, people from ramen museum they so they also they teach me they about the taste they show me different kind of, uh, mm. of ramen and uh, again it was i was also lucky to uh, to work in a ramen shop and a different ramen shop in uh, in japan for a couple of days mm. at uh, shinasobaya Wow. And that uh, was uh, another amazing uh, experience. Mm. Well, sounds like uh, Ramen Museum is kind of a community. Yeah, that's of, a community. Right. That's a community Ramen Museum. It's a community of uh, uh, Ramen Chef in, uh, in Japan, more than Europe. And uh, mm. uh, they, they really want to... If you, they accepted you like a, a ramen chef, mm. they want also to share something. That's uh, it's really interesting to talk with the other uh, ramen chef uh, and um, get experience from uh, from them and great get uh, like um, inspiration mm. also. And they they really help me. So really really right. lucky I can uh, well generally speaking I think uh, you know chefs mm-hmm. not just ramen but chefs in so. Japan tend to be not working together there's no community it's, it's more independent ah, okay. and more craftsmanship uh-huh. and you learn from uh, your master and you don't mm-hmm. teach for each other's mm-hmm. um, you know advancement so yeah it's a kind of a new um, I mean you know efforts to yeah. have a, and then more knowledge sharing the yes. more cultural development. Right? Exactly. That's an right. exchange. So, mm, okay. So what's your plan for the future? Oh, for, the, uh, for the future, I'm opening the second shop in Milano. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Casa Ramen Super. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's going to be more... Um, more uh, Izakaya play. So ramen is going to be also more creative. They gonna change like uh, every week more local uh, more uh, more luca version mm. than japanese one and also more uh, dishes to to share so mm. it's, uh, it's gonna be a little bit bigger not so big so it's more also more comfortable for the for the customer mm. and uh, that's the, the Second step, so right. the, the first. Uh, so when it's gonna open? Hopefully, do you know? Uh, I hope uh, in January. Wow, that's Maybe. soon. Yes, really soon, really soon. So, wow, yeah. wow. Like, I'm curious, what kind of ramen points do you already have a menu item? Uh, it's going to be completely different. It's uh, not tonkotsu, but uh, more than uh, chintan, so it's clear, um, clear soup. Mm. And uh, uh, what I want to do is uh, recreate uh, like a Japanese flavor. 
but with um, Italian ingredients, mm. uh, so with uh, more local, uh, more fresh, uh, seasonable. So that's because I want to um, change uh, so often the, my my ramen. Mm. Uh, also, I want to also uh, create my own style of a vegetarian one. So I think that's the vegetarian is not uh, is a it's a new wave to to make ramen. I, I think so you can make something really, really taste mm. with the the, the vegetable where, where when they are in season. Mm. So that's the, the, my next challenge to to make uh, ramen. Right. Well, I'd love to try that yeah. when it comes out. Right. So and then that's one plan. And uh, you think uh, I think you maybe you opening a place here in New York. Um, I. Ate my first ramen, my bowl of ramen in New York. Mm -hmm. So one day I really hope to to open uh, to open here. So we see. Mm. That's uh, sometimes a dream like a become true. That's yeah, if you keep saying it, it really yeah, comes true. I think. Yeah. Right. So, any investors, listeners? <laughs> yeah, I'm Luca from Milano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can always contact us for yeah. Luca's uh, contact information. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, Luca. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It was very uh, lucky and proud to be here. Thank yeah. you very much. Hopefully, you're going to come back again. Okay, hey. of course. So, listeners, uh, if you'd like to know more about Luca's ramen, please visit uh, Casa Ramen. Dot .it that is casa hyphen ramen it so it's csa hyphen ramen it dot it and if you have any questions or comments about the show uh, or suggestions for guests or topics of the show please contact us at japan eats at heritage radio network.org and japan eats is live at 3 p.m. on mondays and always available at heritage radio network.org itunes and stitcher podcast and please go to itunes and stitcher and write a review we really appreciate your feedback and today's show was made possible by Corin and our engineer is uh, Pierre Bienemet. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.